Hello and welcome to Good Morning Thailand. I'm Jay. I'm Alex. And we're going to be talking about some of the h- highlights, not highlights, headlines mm. across the country today. Starting with the Bank of Thailand. Now they've announced a new biometric scan for mobile banking. Mm. Yeah, it's uh, technology is invading every aspect of our lives now, but. Yeah, here's this headline. So the Bank of Thailand has announced new measures to protect consumers from the cyber risks in mobile banking transactions. So biometric scans like facial scans will be required for high-value transactions, including digital money transfers of over two or over 50,000 baht per transaction and transfers over 200,000 baht per day. So uh, the, the Bank of Thailand governor said that the amount of 50,000 baht was chosen because it is a frequent target of fraudsters. While the measures may inconvenience some consumers, they will increase security for digital banking transactions. So uh, just some numbers on those uh, frauds, the, 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 the crime that is happening online. According to the central bank data, there were approximately 50,000 cases of online shopping fraud, 20,000 cases of money transfer fraud, 18,000 cases of lending fraud, 13,000 cases of call center fraud between March and December 2022. So that's all within like a nine-month time frame. Yeah. Uh, and this is all, all accumulating to a value of uh, 5.5 billion baht lost to uh, the economy overall. And that's just what's been caught, right? So that's just what they found. Who knows what the real number is? So, um, yeah, what do you think? Um, is this a, a, a legitimate measure or is this invasive for banking? Biometric scans for mm. mobile banking. Yeah. I, at first, I thought to myself, oh, what an inconvenience. I'm thinking, I, don't we do this already? <laughs> That's what I was thinking. So, so, so it's like what? Basically, they're going to what? Get my fingerprint? Yeah, facial scan. Facial scan. Right. Like, so for, they're going to trust that my iPhone's taking my face I properly. G- yeah, I guess so. That's uh, my understanding do, do of it. S- do the other phones have facial scans? What so, if your phone doesn't have a facial scan? Right. I don't know. I mean, so and it's also, well, it's a high transfer limit, right? It's 50,000 baht is okay. the limit that you need for the transfer scan. So if you have a phone that doesn't have the biometric scanners, yeah. you probably don't need to worry about this anyways. Fair it's enough. Go to, go to the bank. You. Yeah. I mean, I don't do any 50,000 well, baht then transactions. Then again, so. like, you know, like a lot of the people I know who have mm. a lot of money, mm. uh, they they're still carrying iPhone sevens around. Like, mm. you know, it's it's not common, right? Obviously, but like, um, oh, boohoo! They gotta get a biometric scanner now. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you must buy an iPhone fourteen. You know, ne- next time you visit the bank, yeah. Hopefully, they give you a good I deal. I feel sympathy if this was affecting yeah. all bankers, but yeah. if we're talking about like these, the the wealthy that this affects, yeah. like, yeah, look, if you're making, uh, yeah. if you're making transactions more than fifty thousand baht, uh, then. Uh, it's just an added new measure and safety. Mm-hmm. Why not? That, yeah. That'd be good for you if you're doing it on a regular basis. Right. right? Exactly. Um, and, and there's clearly a case for it because there's a lot of fraud going on. Yeah. So and and, and they wouldn't have done it if they didn't feel the need for it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Why, why would they? Un, um, no. So uh, that's great. I've always liked the mobile banking just because it's extremely fast and yeah. convenient. Um, oh, yes. Side note, dude. I, I spent two years here in Thailand without mm-hmm. a bank account. Yeah. Because it was just COVID extensions and I couldn't oh, no. get a bank account on that. Yeah. What a nightmare. Yeah, and then when I finally got one, I'm like, oh, I feel like a, a human being well, finally. A lot of my, not a lot, a few of my American friends that uh, flew over here, mm-hmm. the, the the biggest complaint that they had was like, dude, what is with all the cash payments? It's like, you guys are cash mm-hmm. for everything. This was a couple of years back. Now it's improved, mm-hmm. especially because of the rounds. Oh, yeah. Um, but um. Mm-mm. Yeah, like yeah, a lot of no contact these days. Yeah, right? like yeah. now it okay, 
in Seven Eleven, you've got true true, true money, yeah, true, true wallet. Money, yeah. If you don't have that, then yeah, you're only paying cash. Mm-hmm. Uh, some motorbike drivers, you're paying only cash. Mm-hmm. Now all of them have improved. Got a QR code everywhere now. But like, but yeah. we are still we've still got a long way to go. Uh, even when you're traveling in the metro, unless yeah. you've already bought the card, yeah, you're paying cash to get the ticket. I'm still using cash down there. Exactly, so, yeah. exactly, <laughs> and and um. Mm-hmm. We still have a long way to go from like a cashless kind of society and go fully QR. But uh, yeah, I guess we're moving with the times. The improvements are coming. <laughs> now, talking about improvements, there's a big improvement in tourism, obviously, in Thailand. But uh, in particular, I'm going to use a case study uh, talking about the Russians putting down their roots in the kingdom of Thailand. Mm-hmm. Russian tourists have been flocking to Thailand since the pandemic travel restrictions uh, were eased, obviously, with many choosing to invest in the kingdom's real estate sector after an extended holiday in the country. Now, since January, over 370,000 Russians uh, have visited the country. Tourists, I mean Russian tourists. Uh, Police Major General Kun Patana, Deputy Commander of the Immigration Bureau, said that despite the influx, Alex, uh, there has been no indication that Russian criminal figures have snuck into the country through (laughs) illegal channels, noting most legal issues involving Russian citizens in Thailand were minor offenses, such as traffic violations. Now, police, I feel like... um, are trying to prove a point by coming out and saying that, look, there's no Russian mafia here. <laughs> there were some stories of some, uh, you know, gangs and some violence during in, in, in Padia and in Phuket. That's funny. It's all like, been hush-hush. It's all been, you know. To me, in my mind, it was like, yeah, I wasn't worried about that until you yeah, said it. Exactly. Like, <laughs> should so, I be worried about Russian mobsters? So he's, he's come out and said, look, police have done some, uh, sorry, people have done some minor crimes like shoplifting here and there, but there are no serious crimes or hard criminals yeah. because they're barred from entering the country. If you're a serious criminal, whether it be from Not Russia or other countries, yeah. I'm hoping other countries as well, mm-hmm. you're barred from entering the country. Now, I'm going to go through a quick list of the top five international arrivals in Thailand since the start of January 2023 to the end of Feb. If you had to guess, the top number one international arrivals to Thailand are from... I, I know Russia's up there, for sure. Um, oh, South Korea? No, but they are... Three. So number one oh. is Malaysia. Oh. Number two is Russia. Oh. Number three is South Korea. Hey, two out of three ain't bad. Number four is China. And number five is India. Wow. China's number four and they haven't even fully yeah. gotten here yet. Exactly. Wow. That's crazy. So the president of the Phuket's Real Estate Association, I did not know that was a thing. <laughs> uh, the real estate, he says the real estate business in Phuket has recovered quickly as the island is popular with foreign tourists looking to escape the cold weather in the northern hemisphere. Pool villas and horizontal property projects are improving, while condos are also basically all rented out. But people are actually looking to invest and not just renting. Many want to buy and live in pool villas rather than renting them. And some Russians have also bought cars and motorcycles and then decided to rent them out to their compatriots. Yeah, that's, that's right. And a few people have gotten in trouble for that because uh, they're doing it illegally. indirectly <laughs> yeah. uh, illegally running a business. Exactly. Yeah. So, But again, there's a ton of march or, or Russians marching down here. Yeah. And there's going to be a lot of holes in the market to try and satisfy their demand for whatever services they need. So going to hear more stories like that, I bet. Well, more and more tourists mm-hmm. coming. Keep them coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, on that note, uh, before we take a break, uh, this is an update regarding mm. a story we covered twice last week. 
uh, about Chinese tourists and Thai school uniforms because the story just doesn't seem to go away. There's an update every week. Keep them coming. No. But guess what? This is a more positive one. The trend continues. Chinese tourists have now brought the new trend of dressing up in Thai school uniforms to famous spots in downtown Phuket. Mm. That's right. They've gone to the clock towers of Phuket Old Town, famous attractions. And these are uh, mostly Chinese female tourists dressing up in Thai school uniforms and taking pictures. Yeah. And they're in Phuket now. And that's the update. That's it. That's funny. Yeah, do you know? I can't remember. There's like some oh, Barbra Streisand effect. That's what it's called. Where this would have gotten no attention at all yeah. until somebody started talking about it. And now it's. That's, that's like, the Barbra Streisand? I, I'm pretty effect? sure it's called the Streisand effect. Check me oh. in the comments. But uh, it's like where d by by wanting to not have attention, she basically she wanted to get like some picture yeah. removed. Oh. By not wanting attention, she created a lot of attention. Oh, for I see. It. So, Barbara Streisand. And here we have now tons of people are going to be doing Thai schoolgirl stuff well, because of the controversy generated. Thanks a lot, Alex. Now that song is stuck in my head. You know what I'm talking about? Which one? There's so many. Ooh. What? Oh, Barbara Streisand. Yeah. Barbara Streisand. <laughs> Anyways, ladies uh, and gentlemen, with that, uh, check that song out. You, it will be stuck in your head for the entire week. It's called Barbara Streisand. Uh, we're going to go into a quick break. Once we come uh, back, we've got stories on food trucks in Phuket. Uh, sorry, p food trucks in Thailand, rather. Uh, Phuket tourist police volunteers. You can now volunteer to become a pool, uh, tourist police. And there's another festival in Thailand. Find out more after the break. And join the fun at Carnival Magic the world's first Thai carnival theme park. Don't miss the opportunity to experience the enchantment of the magical wonders at the one, the only, Carnival Magic Phuket. Welcome back. You're watching Good Morning Thailand. This show is brought to you by Carnival Vet Magic, one mm. of the newest attractions in Kamala Phuket. If you're there, check it out. It's got a great show, great buffet, a great way to spend your evening with your family and loved ones. Uh, let's also now talk about other attractions that people are using uh, to get the people going. Mm. I'm talking about food trucks. Oh, yeah. Who doesn't love a good food truck, man? I guess. Oh, no, not it's into not, it? No, no, I don't mind. It's not really a thing in Thailand. Yeah, that's true. It is becoming more of a thing. And, you know, a lot of them are like, uh, we'll get this. Let me read the story yeah, and then we'll right. discuss. So, anyways, Thai officials are looking to food trucks to draw tourists. So, the Department of Business Development in Thailand is exploring the potential of food trucks as a new tourist attraction in the country. According to, oh, help me. <laughs> Destroy the name. According to Khun Thosapon. Dan Supatra. Thank you. The director general of DBD, food trucks could serve as destinations that will not only stimulate the economy, but also raise awareness of Thai cuisine. He said, quote, food trucks may encourage tourists to visit Thailand just to taste food or beverages that cannot be found anywhere else. Now, the food, the food truck culture will also create more opportunities for interactions between Thais and foreigners, while also creating cooperation opportunities. So... Um, yeah, this is not such a big thing in Thailand. It is a big thing in the West. Yes. Th but Thailand absorbs a lot of Western culture a lot of the time and makes it Thai, mm -hmm. right? So this is a way, I mean, tourists are always, oh, God. Uh, as, as a basic Western tourist, I'm such a sucker for food trucks, okay? Like, and I think a lot of us are. So it is a good way to sort of display cuisine and make it an interesting way to sort of serve food. So you're used to it. I think mm -hmm. for me, since I never really grew up with it, when I see food truck, I'm mm -hmm. 
I'm not attracted to it in general. I don't think to myself like, <laughs> oh, food truck, oh, that'll be cool. Like, I just think to myself, oh, like, what do they do? Just move around yeah. all the time? Do they have the entire menu? I guess they have limited selections. Eh, can't be bothered. So the the reason it started off getting so popular in the West is because um, office buildings, right? Yeah. People work in office buildings, and sometimes it's far away to get to the eating area, so yeah. people bring their lunch and stuff. So the food truck concept brings the restaurant to the office workers, right? Okay. So it started off as like, here's cheap eats that's good yeah. and it's coming to you um, because everything in America is so spread apart. Yeah. I mean, here in Bangkok, right? Like yeah. Right on top of each other. So, you said yeah. bringing the restaurant to you. So most mm. of the food trucks that I've seen here belong to restaurants. So actually, mm. most recently, I went to I went to Swiss International School and it's like really far away from the main city. So no. they had one, because it's Swiss International School, they had a Berlin Donor uh, food truck, which is a very uh, popular restaurant mm -hmm. in Sukhumvit area. So the, yeah, they decided to take their entire food truck over there. And um, I enjoyed that. Mm -hmm. That's because I knew the restaurant. But <laughs> you trusted them? <laughs> yeah, but over here normally you'll see food trucks in indie markets. Mm. So if you find firstly an indie mar local market, mm -hmm. you might see a food truck there. And the guy selling the food in the food truck is not like a famous restaurant. It's mm -hmm. just it's just a person who's started a restaurant business there. And they're yeah. cool, you know. I respect the the mm -hmm. hustle and the hard work. Yeah. Um I mean, I just love. But it's the just not generally an attractive thing here. Yeah. Personally, I don't know, but I, I would love to. I, I would love for it to grow. Yeah, for me, the like it should be the you know the do you know the W district? Yes. Yeah. So the W district is lots of different lots of little different, yeah, yeah. restaurants and shops. I love it because that's kind of the food truck vibe, right? You go to food truck courts in America. Yes. And it'll be like twenty different food trucks that all serve different things with big common areas. You get what you want. I get what I want. We all have beer. It's yeah. like I like uh, to go there for the cold beverages. Indeed. Thank yes. You, yeah. Yes. The cold beverages are very nice there. Yeah. So um, mm -hmm. if you are into food trucks, mm -hmm. uh, congratulations. There'll be more of them. Mm -hmm. uh, and if you'd like to go to W district. If anyone's watching from there and would like to sponsor <laughs> us for a food review or a cold beverage review, uh, yeah, hit us up. We're on hit board. Boys up. Mm -hmm. All right. <laughs> food trucks for everybody. We got to take all the shots we can, yeah. right? <laughs> all right. Um, our next story is regarding tourist police volunteers. Guess what? For all the armchair activists and online commenters saying that police should take more action now is your chance to help because the phuket tourist police are looking for a few good men and women uh, they have announced that they are seeking foreign volunteers to assist with law enforcement on the island in order to be eligible for the volunteer program applicants must be over 20 years of age have a home or residence in phuket and be in thailand illegally and legitimately <laughs> no overstairs or people abusing the wrong visa to stay in the country that means holding a long-term visa is necessary i love so that. it's not for everybody i love that applicants must also be willing to undergo a criminal record check and demonstrate that they are actively involved in the local community they also must be willing and be able to undertake a variety of tasks that were unnamed in the recruitment ad uh the application uh, they also did not say how long they'd be working if uh, they'd be compensated for coming to work uh, volunteer work. that but, word yeah. probably tells you about the compensation well <laughs> unfortunately Unfortunately, ladies and gentlemen, the applications are now unfortunately already closed. Oh, well, yeah, I believe they closed popular, yesterday. Huh? But you can stay tuned for the next round, as I have a personal feeling that it might be open once again. Yeah, if because, it closes um, quickly. Yeah, yeah. because um, 
more and more people are coming to Phuket. Mm-hmm. And who knows? Uh, is there gonna is there a tourist police in Bangkok? I'm guessing there is. There's gotta be. There's right? gotta. Yeah. Be. So maybe maybe with the success of the Phuket tourist police, uh, mm-hmm. there might be more. It's an interesting story yeah. though, right? Like asking the tourists to police themselves and, a little. And who is this for? This is for like people with long-term visas here. They're they're mm. expats and people who've already lived here. They feel right. part of the community. Right. They, they might be retired or they might not be that busy, and yeah. they want to do a little extra. You know, they want you, everyone who's always wanted to be a vigilante without a cave. <laughs> well, I think that they, just like many of the locals, there's yeah. a lot of pushback on like Farang hooliganism that's yeah. like coming in. And uh, they're just as much of a victim of it as the locals are. So, I mean, they are local yeah. now. Right. So they have an investment in the community. Makes sense. And mm-hmm. our last story today, ladies and gentlemen, is about a festival, another festival. It's about the Loi Festival, which is next week, which is featuring international masks. Do you like masks? Oh, like Kabuki theater yeah. and that kind of thing? Yeah, that's yeah. Luchadors, one. we were talking the other day. Luchadors, <laughs> we were. Uh, not really luchador ones, but uh, Ooh, the cool. northeastern province of Loi is set to host an international mask festival from March 17 to 19. The festival will showcase the cultural attractions of the province that borders Lao. Organizers hope to show visitors the charming atmosphere and vibrant colors of Loi. In a three-day event, mm-hmm. Naga Courtyard will host the opening ceremony on March 17th at 6 p.m. The area is located in the Kutpong Public Park. Carnival Mask from seven Asian countries, Cambodia, China, Laos, Philippines, South Korea, Vietnam, and of course Thailand, will be highlighted in a parade. In addition, visitors can witness the Mask of Three Ghosts. It's a performance that embodies Lui's cultural identity. They don't do one of those like quick mask changes, do they? Like, no, uh, no. That's like that's I thought, China. I thought I think. you were doing that's a peaking j- opera. I thought you were doing like your best John Cena impression. Oh, over you there. can't see me. Yeah, Sorry. Yeah. Well, that was loud. Sorry, guys. But <laughs> these include the Pitakon, Pikanam, and Pi Bangtao. These are the masks of three ghosts performance. Uh, the Pitakon mm-hmm. serves as a means of showing respect to the spirits of ancestors. The costumes are made up of masks and dresses made of bamboo s- steamers and uh, fabric remnants are sewn together. The masks are intricately painted to look funny and scary with long pointed noses made of wood and horns made from dried coconut husks. I love it. That look, sounds yeah. so good. If you're in just for a cultural treat Mm-hmm. and you like masks in general, and you've just got a free weekend, March 17th, be there in Lai. I'm going to get a mask. I'm going to get a few masks, I think. Like, yeah, that'll be, uh, I've, like, I've always wanted to do one of those little big mask celebrations. Sounds like we have our opportunity coming have up. Have you really wanted to do a big mask celebration? I, you know, watching Asian culture growing up all the time, you see it all the time. It's not a thing <laughs> in the West, so uh, this was news to me. I'm excited. So. <laughs> All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, there's something to do in Thailand every week. Uh, we'll keep you up to date with all the headlines. You can find out more stories on our website, thetiger.com. For now, uh, it's goodbye. We'll see you live once again tomorrow morning. Until then, see ya. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <clears throat>